because Memorial Day weekend is a good, uh, I suppose, a happy coincidence that it, uh, it also is the Feast of the Ascension. We have our hearts and minds on the things of heaven, and uh, we pray for those who have died, that they may uh, be uh, with our Lord uh, and all the saints in heaven. It's also the beginning of summer, apparently, so we're hoping that the temperature will warm up and the sun will finally pierce those clouds, just as our Lord uh, pierced through the clouds as he uh, ascended into heaven. And uh, perhaps it's worth saying at the outset that, that the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ is, of course, first and foremost, a fact of history. It's an historical fact that our Lord ascended uh, at a, in a particular place from a particular place and at a particular time, 40 days after the resurrection, which is why its proper feast day is Thursday, Thursday just gone, although the celebration is in many places like here transferred to the following Sunday. But as well as being an historical fact, it is also a mystery uh, to be contemplated. There are things to be learned from it and applied to our lives. The Church proclaims on this feast that not, not only was Jesus Christ definitively raised above the earth, but that with her human nature has ascended into heaven. So with, with our Lord's rather. So he is there with his human nature, body and soul, united with his divinity at the right hand of the Father. As a hymn for Matins, which I quoted on Thursday, sings, the angels tremble as they see the change in man's destiny. Flesh had sinned, flesh washes away that sin, and God made flesh reigns as God. And in a sermon for this feast, Pope St. Leo the Great uh, tells the great reason for the apostles rejoicing as they see our Lord ascending into heaven. It was that in their presence, human nature was lifted up and exalted above the dignity of all heavenly creation, passing above the hierarchies of angels, elevated above the heights of archangels, not suffering any limit or delay in its ascent through the heavenly heights, till having received a seat by the eternal Father, it was joined to the glory of his throne, to whose nature it was united in the word. And there's a group of us who have catechism uh, study sessions, and we're currently uh, meeting uh, via Zoom on Thursday evenings. And this Thursday's uh, session, uh, we, we began with some words of the same Pope Leo the, uh, Saint Leo the Great from a homily uh, for Christmas, when he writes, Christian, recognize your dignity, and now that you share in God's own nature, do not return to your former base condition by sinning. Remember who is your head and of whose body you are a member. Never forget that you have been rescued from the power of darkness and brought into the light of the kingdom of God. So today's feast is in a sense the completion of all that began at the Annunciation when the Son of Man took flesh in the womb of the Virgin Mary. There in that womb is where the divinity descended to take on sinful human flesh and unite it to the divine nature. And on the Mount of Olives, 40 days after uh, conquering death and resurrection, Christ, as it were, goes forth from the womb of the earth as he ascends 
from whence he came, taking that same flesh with him to heaven. Today is when we really get to see our true dignity as sharers in the divine nature, and therefore the manner in which we should live our lives, avoiding all that would hinder our path to heaven, living in the spirit rather than in the flesh, spreading the message, the gospel, making disciples of all the nations, as our Lord tells the apostles, as we heard in the gospel today, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. For it is in that baptism that we receive that initial cleansing from our sins, and also when we are clothed in Christ, as it were, that's when we first get to participate in the divine nature. And of course, this is assuming that we actually do believe that baptism is necessary for all mankind. Preparing for them for this mission was what Jesus spent those 40 days doing um, between Easter and Ascension. As we read in the Acts of the Apostles, giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the Apostles whom he had chosen. And telling them to wait for the baptism of the Holy Spirit that they would receive, as St. Luke says, in a few days with the descent of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. This long time of shelter in place has been for us you know, a time when we've, when we've had to celebrate in a different way the great mysteries of our redemption. For it was before Palm Sunday that we, we closed our churches, unfortunately. And so we've celebrated Holy Week, um, the Lord's Passion, Death and Resurrection. We've had all these 40 days of instruction since the resurrection prior to the ascension. Uh, and today and next week we'll celebrate the Feast of Pentecost. But in spite of not being able to gather, hopefully uh, you've been able to take some time to deepen in your faith. And we now have this time to prepare for the Feast of Pentecost in the week ahead so that we may be strengthened to proclaim the headship of Christ over all things, as St. Paul teaches us today, and how it is to the church that Christ the head has been entrusted. And it is the church that is the fullness of Christ, through whom, uh, and as we pray at the end of the first Eucharistic prayer, all God's gifts are made, sanctified, filled with life, blessed, and bestowed upon us. So it would be good for us this week in particular to be united in prayer as that nascent church, those, early, those first apostles were united in prayer with Mary as they waited the descent of the Holy Spirit. When the power of the Most High would overshadow this mother of ours, the church, as it once overshadowed Mary to enable her to conceive and give birth to Jesus Christ, so that the church too may have many more children born to her through baptism, and that any children who have wandered away from this mother uh, might return. Y ahora un sumario en español por los latinos, la gente latina, que quizás están participando por los medios, por el internet. En una homilía para Navidad, el Papa San León Maño comenta Cristiano reconoce tu dignidad, y ahora que compartes la propia naturaleza de Dios, no vuelvas a tu anterior condición fallecido al pecar. Recuerda quién es tu cabeza y de qué cuerpo eres miembro. 
Nunca olvides que has sido rescatado del poder de la oscuridad y llevado a la luz del reino de Dios. La fiesta de hoy es en cierto sentido la, la culminación de todo lo que comenzó en la Anunciación cuando el Hijo de Dios se encarnó en el vientre de la Virgen María. Allí, en ese vientre, es donde la divinidad des descendió para asumir la carne humana pecaminosa, uniéndola a su naturaleza divina. En el Monte de los Olivos, 40 días después de conquistar la muerte por, la, por su resurrección, la divinidad asciende de don divino, llevando esa misma carne con él al cielo. Hoy es cuando realmente vemos nuestra verdadera dignidad como participantes en la naturaleza divino, divina y, por lo tanto, la forma en que debemos vivir nuestras vidas, evitando todo lo que obstaculizaría nuestro, nuestro camino al, al cielo, vivir en el espíritu más que en la carne, difundir el mensaje el Evangelio haciendo discípulos de todas las naciones, bautizándolos en el nombre del Padre y del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo, que es la primera limpieza de nuestras almas y, nuestro, y nuestros cuerpos y nuestro vestimento en la naturaleza divina. Esto supone, por supuesto, que estamos convencidos de la necesidad del bautismo y de la fe en Cristo. Al prepararlos para esta misión, Jesús pasó esos 40 días entre la Pascua y la Ascensión, como dice San Lucas, dando instrucciones por medio del Espíritu Santo a los apóstoles a quienes había elegido, y diciéndoles que esperen el bautismo del Espíritu Santo que recibirían en unos días con el descenso del Espíritu Santo en Pentecostés. Para Pentecostés, para que podamos fortalecernos para proclamar la jefatura de Cristo sobre todas las cosas, como San Pablo nos enseña hoy, y como es a la Iglesia a quien se le ha confiado Cristo como cabeza, y es la Iglesia la que es la plenitud de Cristo, a través de quien, como recemos al final de la primera plegaria eucarística, todos los bienes que recibimos de Dios siguen siendo creados, santificados, llenados de vida, bendecidos y repartidos entre nosotros. Unámonos en oración como la iglesia naciente se unió en oración con María mientras esperaban los discípulos el descenso del Espíritu Santo. Cuando el poder del Altísimo cubría con su sombra a nuestra madre la iglesia, ya que una vez cubrió con su sombre, sombra a María para permitir ella para concebir y dar a luz a Jesucristo, para que muchos más hijos nacieron en la iglesia a través del bautismo y que aquellos hijos que se habían alejado de esta madre regresaran.